Welcome to Ottawa Valley Community Church, where we simply want to help you encounter Jesus, be transformed, and share His love. You know, there's so many parts of this story that are so rich and so, uh, so powerful, really. Um, it, it was actually, with a, with a short message, it's hard to sort of choose uh, a thought or a couple of ideas to really sort of uh, bring it together and to bring something home. Uh, but what I want to do today is focus on the moment uh, of the shepherd's visitation with the angels and just pull a couple of ideas there. But let's just read the text. We actually saw it at the beginning of the video uh, or at the beginning of the kid's song. Um, we, heard, we heard it recited, but I want to just read it again, and let's just dive into a couple of parts. Uh, this is uh, verse 8 of Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Okay, so this is a crazy scene. Now, you can picture the shepherds uh, as a group of people who were just hardworking, average people, uh, low in society, not considered to have much status at all. They're out working in the fields. We drive by fields like this all the time around Bethlehem. The land would have been more hilly, but they're there with their sheep and they're caring for them and they're uh, really just doing the stuff of life. And all of a sudden... Uh, to these shepherds who were by all accounts very natural, very practical people, have an angel come and, and just sort of like appear out of nowhere to them. And I, I, I sort of hope the angel kind of like dialed up the glory just, just slowly for them rather than just beamed it on all at once. If they, but, but I think the angel kind of did beam it on all at once because it's just like, boom, the angel pops. And all of a sudden the shepherds, they're terrified. They're in the presence of glory. And uh, they probably fall on their faces and are, and are filled with great concern. And of course, the angel comes to them and says, hey, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, I come and I bring you good news of great joy. And I want us to pay attention to what the angels uh, say, or this angel, one angel says to the shepherd. It says, uh, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this is really interesting to me, and I'll share why in just a second. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. That's the sign that's coming to you. 
And somehow in that moment, and I don't really know what happened behind the scenes in heaven, but in the one angel giving the announcement, I think all the rest of the angels uh, became super excited. And all of a sudden, a heavenly host was gathered around the shepherds with, uh, imagine the glory of one uh, shining, but now imagine the glory of many shining around them. Uh, In almost every image you find, we can go back a step there, um, in almost every uh, image that you find, um, you'll see like three or four or five or, or six angels who are, who are there gathered around the shepherds. But that word for how many angels were there is a word plethos, which is where we actually get the word plethora. It's the word many, like a multitude. And the place where we see that word used in the ancient world is always where crowds are crowded. And you saw a picture, an image of something called the Hippodrome in just a... Uh, on the, on the screen there, and that's a stadium that's in Caesarea. And in reference to the Hippodrome, the crowd that gathered there, it's called Herod's Hippodrome, which is a funny name for a stadium, by the way, who names their thing Hippo. But um, anyway, so that's Herod's place. Uh, about 10,000 people could have seats there. It's about 300 meters long, 50 meters wide, and it was for watching chariot races. 10,000 people could gather there, a plethos of people. So now the shepherds have just heard a word. They said, there's about to be a sign to you, a baby born. And all of a sudden, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 angels, a heavenly host, that word host is a military term, so I assume that they were armed, which is super cool, right? They had swords and shields and all of that and helmets and who knows what. I imagine a host is armed. There were probably ones with trumpets and probably generals in the back. I don't know how angels organize themselves, but 10,000 of them. So imagine these little shepherds in the field with their sheep all of a sudden surrounded by 10,000 angels, Bright, shining, like probably slightly brighter than the light we had over our manger scene. <laughs> all of that glory, all of that brightness, the angels singing, the angels crying out, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And that wasn't the sign. Isn't that amazing? The shepherds were told to see a sign. It's going to be a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And all of a sudden, 10,000 angels come in their glory and shine around, pointing them to the baby in the manger. Now, if it was you or I, we probably would have forgotten that little bit about the baby. Like, people have babies all the time. Maybe in a manger, that's a little weird, but... I suppose it could happen. 10,000 angels showing up and talking to me and singing and telling me something? That's a sign. Right? But there was something about the way the angels delivered that message. Something about all of that glory, all of that power, all of that majesty, all of the goodness of those angels somehow did not attract the shepherds to them. Still, all that glory drew the shepherds to Jesus. And when the angels went away, they didn't forget that sign of a little baby in Bethlehem. They didn't forget. And they left and they went to go and worship Jesus. I think that's a little bit of a message for us as people. Imagine 1,400 and sometimes are seven angels. 
the message for us is not to get caught up in the science. This is a moment in our history, a moment in, in society when we're all looking for signs. People are looking for uh, signs of tying uh, this historical event to some historical event in the book of Revelation. Uh, we're looking signs for signs in the news. We're looking for signs of the media. We were wondering if there's a sign in COVID. We're all kinds of things that we're wondering about. What's going on out there? What can we see in the world? What's happening? And it's drawing our attention. It's drawing our life. It's drawing our energy. And we're focusing on all of these external things. And in this season, we run the risk of missing what any sign could possibly be about. Any sign of any value is always going to be about Jesus. And our eyes need to be on him. Don't be excited by the signs. Be excited by the Savior. So that's the first thing I see in the passage. Uh, the second thing I see um, is, is associated as well with recognizing the glory of God as it's revealed to us. And that's from what the angels actually said. I want us to just look at that verse, verse 14, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And I want to just simplify that to just the following idea. Glory to God. Peace to us. The angels are in a very unique perspective, standing uh, in the heavens with an eye on God and with an eye on humanity. And what they can see there is really a picture of how the whole thing works. A picture of the entire uh, dynamic of relationship between God and man and how men should be and what our posture should be as human beings. Uh, and they see it, and, and I think they probably saw it fairly simply. They see glory to God and peace to us. What we see here is a cycle that describes the way we're meant to operate as human beings. When we come to understand what God did for us in sending his only son to die for us on the cross and the peace that brings, uh, the blessing and the comfort that that brings into our lives, we must have open hands to receive that. We must have an open hand to receive the incredible gift of God to us. And then we must have another hand open a hand uh, that gives glory and praise to God and thanks to him for who he is and everything he's done for us and everything he gives. We have to be people who live with open hands, one to receive and one to pour out praise and one to pour out glory. And what I want to propose to you is that almost every problem that we have in our lives comes from when we cause one or two of those hands to close. If we begin to restrict this hand that is intended to be a hand that gives glory to God, that flow that's meant to go through us of receiving grace and pouring out glory begins to be restricted, doesn't it? What if we want to take just a little bit of glory for ourselves? What if we want to take just a little bit of the credit for the good things that are going on in our lives? What if we want to take just a little bit of attention 
to ourselves. Uh, you can see it in terms of maybe some of you have had this experience with social media. Uh, maybe you've been promoting your business or you've been promoting something that you're uh, trying to do or something that you're trying to grow or you're just looking uh, to receive some affirmation and attention and you put yourself out there on social media in a way that is intended to draw attention to yourself and, and, and draw encouragement. You're beginning to close your hand to your purpose of giving glory to God to receive some from yourself. Well, what happens down here at the comfort side? That flow is restricted up here, and we find that down here, we're needing to find our comfort, we're needing to find encouragement in the likes that we're looking for up here, in the comments, in the shares, the hearts. We begin to be living in a place down here where we're looking for affirmation, for comfort in a place that it just simply can't come from. Uh, comfort and affirmation and joy and peace simply can't come when we're people who are living for our own glory. Uh, when we restrict uh, the, ourselves in terms of our purpose to worship God, even to come to church and to gather, and we begin to sort of close that off. Oh, I don't need to come that often. I don't need to do my devotions. I don't need to, to have a life of worship. When we begin to close and restrict that hand, we end up looking for comfort in all kinds of different things. All of a sudden, Sunday morning is time for Netflix, and Sunday morning is a time to stay in our pajamas. Sunday morning is a time to just chill. All of a sudden, we're looking for comfort down here because we're not pouring out up here and we're missing something. So when we close that hand that's meant to give glory to God, uh, we restrict the pouring out of God's blessing uh, in our lives. And it can happen the other way around too, can't it, right? We sometimes close and restrict uh, this hand that's meant to be open and seeking comfort uh, from Jesus and what he's done and uh, the, the beauty that he's poured out for us, uh, the peace that comes with knowing that he saved us, that he's died on the cross for our sins. We close that hand by looking to other places in our lives for comfort, right? Uh, we look to substances. We look to uh, unhealthy relationships. We look to media. We look to all kinds of different things. We look to um, material things. We look to uh, money to whatever it is, all looking here to sort of provide comfort and peace for ourselves. And the more we focus down here trying to create comfort and peace for ourselves, the harder and harder it is to raise this hand and open it and have something to offer the Lord. We have to live lives that are oriented uh, towards praise and humble to receive oriented towards praise and humble to receive. And if we just take a moment uh, to just meditate on the struggles and trials that you guys are facing in your lives, just to open your heart for a moment to just ask the Lord to speak to you about it, ask the Holy Spirit to fill this place and, and bring conviction to us, you'll see that almost every time in every area in your life, you see comfort and peace missing. You'll find that a solution might be an area of glory giving. And almost every time when you find, ah, I don't want to give glory, I don't want to praise, I don't want to worship, you'll find that you've been trying to meet a need down here by creating for yourself comfort and closing your hand to the comfort and consolation to the Lord, of the Lord. 
And so we want to be people who are like that. We want to be people who are uh, open-handed in both ways, open to pour out praise and open to receive the blessing of the Lord. So I'm just going to create a moment of quiet for us. And kids, thank you for being so patient with this. This is important for you guys too. Uh, to give glory to Jesus and to receive his love. And so let's just pray and ask the Lord to speak into that for us. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come and meet with us and speak. Would you uh, show us where we've restricted uh, the flow of your love by seeking comfort and peace in, in things that aren't worthy of you? And would you show us where we've uh, restricted our vocation to be glory givers in seeking glory for ourselves? Would you cause us just to be people who are absolutely sold out to worshiping you, pouring out our lives, and trusting uh, you? Come Holy Spirit and just speak to us in this moment. Convict us of our glory taking. Amen. Amen. Let's trust you to take that to the Lord and to let him speak to you about any uh, parts of your life or aspect of your way of being that needs adjustment, needs to be brought before the Lord uh, for correction. He's the Holy Spirit's the one who brings conviction around that. But there's so much more joy for us. And really, this is what we see in the, in the shepherds, isn't it? Uh, in the story of the shepherds, we see them sort of running from the fields, abandoning their sheep, and they come, if you can just see that previous slide there, Will, uh, they come to um, a place of, of we're going to run, we're going to go, we're going to see uh, one more forward. <laughs> Maybe we're not going to get that, but um, they come... And, and they're running to Bethlehem and they come to see the baby. They come to see this gift of God. They come to see this incredible comfort. And what's their response? What's their response? They go and tell everybody. They go and tell everybody. They go and tell everyone about the wonderful thing that they've seen. And so that's what our call is to, is to receive this Christmas, uh, the wonderful love of our Savior, Jesus, born into the world for us, and then to be people who are glory givers, glory tellers, who go and share that story with others. Thanks for joining us. To connect to the ministries of Ottawa Valley Community Church, visit ovcchurch.ca.